0: Welcome to episode one of Umber Like Number Without the End. My name is Umber. Um, basically, I've already dyed my hair. I've done artistic, and that's like quote unquote, projects. I've tested every Ben and Jerry flavor out there. I've gone through every fast food drive through you can think of. And I was just getting so bored. And I thought, you know what? What's left? And I don't want to start a YouTube channel because I have literally no DIY abilities. So I thought, I'm going to start a podcast because you know what? I've got a lot of shit to say. And I can't think of a better time to try and get at least 10 people to listen to me than now when everyone is stuck at home and doing nothing. When I was playing with the idea of starting a podcast, I did a lot of research. That's one thing about me that you'll learn is that I actually read every article from any source ever, anytime I come up with an idea. Whether it's like dating, sewing a dress for the first time, going on a trip, moving to another country, I always do my research. But not good research. I do like the Wikipedia, like the Glamour magazine, just like not good for you research and research that's just very fictional and just not true. However, when I was researching how to start a podcast, every article that I read had one thing in common. They all said that if I don't get my audience hooked in the first five minutes, I'm fucked. Like no one's going to want to listen to me if I'm not interesting in the first five minutes, and I thought, holy shit, it's literally like I'm trying to sell myself, but for my own good. It's almost like dating, which leads us to the topic of my episode. The episode is titled Ewan McGregor. That's not clickbait. He is the essential part of my dating life. I've never dated him. I've never met him. However, he's my sexual awakening, and I think he's the reason why I'm still single. So, when I was five years old, my dad brought home a VHS that changed my life. I was introduced to two things Star Wars, obviously, but most importantly, that was the first time I laid eyes on Ewan McGregor. Before I jump into all things wrong with Ewan McGregor, and why him being my sexual awakening has ruined my dating life, there's some things that you should know about me. I've decided for each lesson, I'm only going to give you the background that I think is necessary, only because I want you to keep coming back for the other episodes. We'll open up more. But also, I don't want to bore you to death because I'm not very interesting. But what happens to me tends to be interesting only because it's just so fucking tragic. I'm 24 from orange county california i got a bachelor's in anthropology from cal poly pomona oh um i sometimes live in sweden that's the literally only interesting fact about me so that's why i thought i'd bring it up i'm pretty normal i'm very talkative but for being for being so talkative and i'm pretty confident This, me recording this alone, sitting in my closet with a blanket over my head so that the audio is decent, is the most self-conscious I've ever been. But let's see how this goes. I have one more minute to keep you hooked. I laugh at everything, and I literally mean everything. And one thing about me that I try not to tell people is that I've just never thought I was pretty. And before you feel bad for me, before anyone here feels bad for me, like the 10 people listening, you need to know that it's something that I'm definitely working on. And you know what? Everyone's got insecurities. Mine happen to be my looks. It's okay. I roll with it. We'll deal with it. I'll one day get over it. Maybe we'll see. With that background of 24-year-old Umber, let's get back to five-year-old me Um, before I lose track of the fact that this episode is in fact about you and McGregor. That wasn't clickbait. I swear. Obi Wan Kenobi was in fact my sexual awakening. My first crush as a five year old, sitting there when he would come on screen and say those dumb George Lucas lines like the negotiations were short. Oh my God. Any Star Wars fan knows that like episode one had the worst one liners. And still, Ewan McGregor manages to mesmerize me with his charm, gentle nature, sparkly eyes, wit, and this childish maturity that all qualities that I fell for and all the qualities I unconsciously have been attracted to and why I have the hardest time falling for people and saying yes to going on dates. In my lifetime, there have been five yuans that I have allowed myself to crush over. Here they are in order. Religious Yuan, Dancer Yuan, Surfer Yuan, President Yuan, and Swedish Yuan. Religious Yuan, it was his innocence. We were in first grade. Um, I'm a grandma because all I noticed was His gentle face and gentle nature that I just immediately was attracted to. I don't even know what attracted meant in first grade, but I know what I felt. Um, He was soft-spoken, but why it didn't work out was because he was just religious and didn't date. And we were six years old. Dancing Ewan was next. Middle school. A crush that lasted two years. I'm not kidding. 2 years. Yeah, he was a dancer and to be honest, I love his athletic ability. He was just missing the gentle nature that religious even had. And to be honest, he would try a bit too hard to be popular, which was like, I mean, it makes sense. Like everyone in middle school is like, you know, puberty, bullying, everyone bullies everyone, I swear to god. Everyone you talk to now is like, oh, I was bullied and it's like, when Like, weren't you the bully? Weren't you the one that was bullying me? That's another story for another time. But middle school is just a weird time to where you can't really express your emotions. So that's why it was never going to work out with Dance for Ewan. The third Ewan, Surfer Ewan. My first high school crush, one of two. Classic me, believing that anything you hear Julia Roberts say in a movie is going to sound cool in real life, coming from my mouth. I embarrassed myself so badly in front of him that it just was never going to work out. I never wanted him to know who I was. I never wanted him to look at me. I never properly introduced myself. So that's the end of that story. Then there's President Ewan. Sparkly eyes, great charisma. Most of the high school that I went to, most of their crush was this guy. He had the drive and confidence that the other yuans hadn't had. So this was something new. That I found myself super attracted to. Someone who was just super hardworking. Then. Swedish Yuan. He had everything. All the other Yuans had. In one. Sparkly eyes. Charisma. Very handsome. Kind. A gentle face. And one thing that made him stand apart. He also had a crush on me. The first boy I really fell for. And because of you and McGregor, the first boy to break my heart. So far, I'm 24 years old. This happened about a year ago. I'm sure there'll be like other heartbreaks. Yeah. So I guess I can be pretty petty. Here I am, a 24 year old nobody blaming Obi Wan. For my one and only heartbreak I've ever had. Here's why. Okay, here's why. Going back to Ewan McGregor, five year old me was fed a lie. There I was sitting in my big blow up Queen Amidala chair, and in comes Ewan McGregor with his childish maturity that I have been craving to have in my life ever since. He made me blush, gave me butterflies, and I could not look Obi Wan. In the eyes. If this were like a real story, like this was a kid from school, how cute. But I probably sound so deranged that this movie character was able to give all these feelings to me. All things Swedish Ewan gave to me. So the heartbreak came when my illusion of finding the perfect Ewan was shattered. Here's the thing, Ewan is perfect, so when I felt like I had found my Ewan, I thought that he could only be perfect as well, and never thought he could, I just never thought it was necessary for me to tell him how I felt, because my Ewan would know how I felt. I never needed to open up to him, because Ewan could read my mind, right? Um, But no one can read your mind or know what you're feeling if you don't tell them. So that's what led to my heartbreak. I felt mistreated, hurt, and embarrassed. But it was not because of Swedish Ewan. It was because of this illusion I had created of this perfect man. When guess what? No one is perfect. Lesson one. There's only one Ewan McGregor in the world. And just because someone wasn't good for you... Does it mean that he's not good in general? So I'm the type of person that likes to rip the band-aid right off. So before I even dwell into my story with Swedish Ewan, you already know that it has a sad ending. However, does it mean that it wasn't a good experience? I met Swedish Ewan when I was 21 years old back in 2017 during my first exchange in Sweden. It was probably one of the best things I could have ever done for myself. And the reason why I live part-time in Sweden now is because I just keep going back for more. Anyways, Swedish UN and I met at a GASK. A GASK is basically this formal dinner that Swedish universities have, I guess, for their students. There's singing and drinks. Like, pretty okay food. It's a student nation. It's run by students. So, I mean, it's like pretty good food. Um, You have to wear dresses and a suit and tie. And it's just very formal and it's really nice. And anyways, I met him um, while sitting with my friend. He wasn't seated next to me or anything. It's assigned seating, by the way. He was seated kind of like diagonally across from me. But guess what? For the entire night, he paid attention to me, talked to me, went out of his way to listen to my stories. I'm very I'm a very charismatic person, so I love telling stories. To my friends who are listening to this podcast and probably the only ones listening, I'm really sorry that you're hearing this story for the thousandth time. But I swear I'm gonna like I you'll see. I'm gonna make it better by expressing things that I've never expressed to anyone before. So what made Swedish UN stand out was that finally someone liked me for my personality. I don't think I'm pretty, so I don't think he noticed me because of the way I looked. But that's okay because I genuinely think that he noticed me because of who I am. He laughed at everything I said, which I mean, oh my god, if you're trying to like flirt with me or anything, just laugh at anything I say and like for sure like you're halfway there. Um if you think I'm funny, then I'm all yours. Basically, Um, That was the first night we met and immediately, like I developed, I developed a crush because he hit all the criteria that Ewan McGregor has. But because I developed a crush and because I'm so insecure, I barely spoke to him for the rest of my time there. And stupid, stupid mistake, because guess what? I think he did have a crush on me, which I mean, later we confirmed that he did. But it's like if I had only like had the courage or been confident enough to know that I'm good enough for a guy to like me, like it's totally fine. The story might have been different. Anyways, everything happens for a reason. I barely spoke to him. Then he came to like a dinner at my place with a bunch of other people. And then two days before I left the country to come back to the US, he came to a goodbye dinner that my friends had for me. During this goodbye dinner afterwards, I wrote everyone like personal little messages like, hey, thank you for coming. Hey, thank you for coming. Hey, thank you for coming. And then for his personal message, I was like, Umber, here's your chance. Tell him how you felt. But don't do it so that he gets weirded out because I'm not sure if he likes me. Maybe it's all in my head when he looks at me. Um, I'm just going to like subtly say something so that he can interpret it however he wants. I was like, hey, so-and-so, thank you so much for coming. Um, I really enjoyed it. I think you're really genuine and super nice. And I think I went on and then I added, oh, and I think you're super cute too. And, you know, I'm so sad that we didn't get to hang out and much, but I wish you the best and all the stuff. I sent it to him without thinking anything. Like, I was like, oh, he might read it and not respond. It's really fine.'" All of a sudden, like, it's like late because the dinner went pretty late. And so all of a sudden I get a response from him and he opened up to me and told me that I'm someone that he thought about a lot. And the time that we spent was so little, but it still made such an impact on him. And he was really upset that, you know, it was sad that we didn't get to hang out. And, you know, he I uh, just like I couldn't believe it. Like I genuinely I'm getting butterflies right now. I log out at a Facebook Messenger because literally Facebook Messenger is how Swedes like stay in contact. I don't know why I didn't even have Facebook until I went to Sweden. I text my best friend and I tell her, I'm like, oh, my God, the guy that I had a crush on who I talked to maybe like three times, I think he had a crush on me. Here's the message that he sent. And he just asked if I want dinner, if I want to have dinner my last night in Sweden. And I read his message and he saw that I read it. But then I logged out because I needed my friend's like advice. Because, hey, guess what? Like, I still was shocked that someone that I had a crush on had a crush on me. And she was like, dude, just say yes. Like, what do you have to lose? Like, this is great. Oh, my God, of course he likes you. She's my best friend. So my biggest hype man. I was like, okay, I log back in. And then I'm like, yeah, for sure. Like, I'm totally cool having dinner. I'm trying to act like I didn't just have like a 10-minute conversation trying to see, should I, should I not? maybe he's just being nice. That's my problem. I think like anyone that wants to date me is just being nice. And I need to, I need to get over that. Anyways. So come, come my last night. Um, I went to the city, ran a bunch of errands. I was going to pack like, so this is was, this is the idea in my head. He's just being nice. Um, he felt bad that I didn't have anyone to have dinner with my last night, which is like, I should be packing anyways. So like, why the fuck does that? Is that a thing in my mind? I don't know why I was thinking that. And he comes and I get home like 10 minutes before he arrives on time, very punctual. Um, And I had started packing, which AKA meant like my room was like a tornado had just hit and it was a complete disaster. And I'm a very clean person. So I genuinely thought that, okay, he's going to come maybe for about an hour or two. We'll have dinner and then he'll leave and I'll stay up the whole night packing because I don't leave until the morning and then I can just sleep on the plane. I don't need sleep. Like I'll just sleep on the plane. That was my idea. Little did I know, Swedish Ewan arrives he knocks on the door and then, oh my God, just the way he looked at me was just, I'd never had someone look at me like that before, you know, just like genuinely taking the time to look at me, genuinely seeing me, it just butterflies, you know, it was just the way that Ewan McGregor, like when he comes on screen and the attention that he gives his co-star, I sound like deranged, but I'm telling you, it's a thing. Watch any Ewan McGregor movie. If you're not into Star Wars, watch Anything you'll just see like it's the sparkle in his eye, like the attention that he gives. that was what Swedish human would give to me. What happened was we had dinner. all of a sudden, he started grabbing my hand. No one had ever done that to me before, so I had no idea what was going on. I really was like, oh, maybe my hand is on top of something that he wants to touch. But there was nothing underneath my hand. It was just my hand. So I was like, oh my God, I think he's trying to hold my hand. fucking like, Can't speak, start stuttering, and then we're holding hands. I'm in kindergarten, clearly, my mind is like of a five year old. Like, I could not believe he was holding my hand. Then we just started talking about how, oh, we didn't get to hang out much, but you know, things would have been complicated if we had since I wasn't staying. And then we eat, we have dinner, and then all of a sudden it it was seven o'clock when he came, and all of a sudden it's like 3 a.m. It's 3 a.m. and we haven't left the kitchen table. And he was like, Oh, like I can help you pack. Bullshit. He didn't. He was not going to help me pack. So, whatever. We went to my room and then he didn't help me pack, obviously. Um, Nothing happened um, because it was my last night and I was just so happy and I was so just content and fulfilled that my crush had a crush on me. That was all I needed. And I. the thing is, like, I also I don't know what he wanted and I don't know what he needed, but it was fine with him, too. Um. So he leaves at around four o'clock because my room is a fucking disaster. Like nobody wanted to stay there. I didn't either. And he was like, no, but I can actually help you pack now. And you know what? The last thing that I said to him was, no, because if you stay like I won't be able to pack like it, I just won't pack. And he understood, got up. Um, I walked him out and that was it. It was just so meaningful to me, that experience. Anyways, I have a mental breakdown while I'm packing all my things, call my aunt. She's like, Umber, calm the fuck down. Like, you'll make it home. I'm like, oh my God, will you love me even if I miss my flight? She's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, what does missing a flight have to do with love? I clearly was not thinking straight. So I pack everything, my roommate, my corridor mate, like the girl that was living in my corridor, she comes in. She was one of my really good friends. She's like, Umber, like someone just left our building. Like, and I was like, yeah. Um, so he left a couple hours ago, but guess what? Like I had a dinner date with Swedish Ewan and she was like, oh my God. So she's like, do you want to talk about it? I'm like, yeah, but look at me. Like I leave in an hour and I have to pack my entire life. And she's like, you know what? We start packing, we start throwing things in boxes, we're dissecting what happened. And then she's like, okay, calls me a taxi. She takes some of my stuff that she's going to mail to me. Like this was last minute. Um, I, you know, get into the taxi, make it to the airport, 10 minutes before I'm supposed to board my plane and make it home. Fast forward to the summer of 2018. I go back to Sweden. Swedish Ewan and I had kept in some contact, not much, but I didn't really think anything of it anymore because time had passed. I don't think I'm that special that someone would spend that much time thinking about me. But Swedish Ewan was so special to me. Like I spent my whole last semester of college not dating anyone else, not thinking about anyone else, because I was still so flustered with my crush. So then I go back to Sweden. Um, Swedish, you and I reunite. The thing about Swedish people is that they're really white. Um, not saying that that's a bad thing at all. But one thing that sucks for them, and I'm brown. So this isn't a problem that I have, is that when white people blush, The red on their face is so noticeable. When I blush, like I maybe like now my skin tone is a bit lighter because there's no sun in Sweden. But you can't really see me blush, right? So Swedish Ewan and I reunite. His face turns bright red. And that to me is like, oh, my God, does he still like maybe have a crutch on me? Anyways, we meet at a park. Classic. We're sitting in this park. We're getting close, but nothing happens. Um, which, I mean, in my head, I'm like, oh, we've gotten close, like, a couple times, but he hasn't even kissed me, so it's just, I don't understand, maybe something's up, maybe it's all in my head, again, it's all in my head, like, there's no way, Um, so then we say goodbye, and that was the last time that I saw him, and it turns out it's because he he was seeing someone else, and, you know, he's a good guy, to where, you know, he, he wasn't gonna make a move on me, And I understood that. At the same time, I was upset because, you know, I really liked him. So I go back home. We keep in contact still as friends, like, quote unquote. There is, like, something more. But it's like, I just am not there. So there should be no point to any of this. And then I get an internship. I graduate. And I get an internship in Sweden that I was not supposed to get. And I go back. I go back from the for the first half of 2019. So last year, I was in Sweden, and we reunited. Our first time meeting was when I went grocery shopping for the first time. So that was an experience. I was like, Oh my god, I need to buy groceries. I live at home with my dad sometimes, and so I don't ever have to, have to do any of that shit. When I'm in Sweden, I have to grocery shop and I have to cook. Anyways. So we meet at the grocery store and immediately like, oh my God, I, I, all my, like my feelings resurface for sure. And yeah, we, I guess it was just, I didn't initiate a conversation about, Hey, I would actually really like date you because I just never thought that it was something that he'd want. We spent a lot of time together. We were together, and we were a thing. I wouldn't say we were dating. We were a thing. We never talked about it. I never wanted to bring it up because I wanted to just be like the easiest person you could date ever. Because you know, he was he was Swedish. Ewan. Ewan knows what I'm feeling, right? Like Ewan is this perfect man that like I don't have to say anything to. And anyways, it ends. Pretty badly. I don't know what happened. I don't know what I did wrong, but things just like I'm leaving in a couple months basically is what the issue was apparently. And since I'm not going to be here, there's no point in like trying to continue this like romantic relationship. It's better that we just stay friends, from what I understand is what happened. I was so hurt. I was so hurt. I was so embarrassed. I was like, oh my God, but like, we like each other, right? Like, I thought we liked each other and we did. But sometimes it's not enough just to really, really like someone, just to really, really fall for someone is just never enough. And anyways, that's what happened there. And I was absolutely devastated so it ends and my naive kind of mind is like well there's always hope right like there's always hope like it can't just end because I'm not going to be here I feel like that's just not good enough and we go to a gask, and that after party was just so fucking shitty. So there's an after party after every formal dinner. And it, stays, it like usually lasts until 4am. I had a friend visiting me. So he was my saving grace. Um, Swedish Ewan. Someone who would look at me with his sparkly eyes. Would give me so much attention. Would just really see me. You know, the only guy that had ever really seen me. Ignored me that whole night. And I genuinely just, like, my heart broke. I know. This is it. I'm sure, like, a lot of you are like, that's it. He ignored you. That's it. That's your heartbreak. But you don't understand. Like, Ewan would never do that. Ewan McGregor would never, ever. Like, the way that he pays attention to his co-stars, he would never ignore them the way that Swedish Ewan ignored me that night. I will never forget that feeling. I was so embarrassed. I was so hurt. And I was like, wow. Swedish Ewan is a terrible person. He's a horrible person. He's not that perfect man that I thought he was. Why is he ignoring me? Like, why not just tell me like, hey, I'm kind of over it. I think like, since, you know, we've decided like, you're not going to be here, maybe we shouldn't like, you know, spend so much time with each other. I was like, just waiting for any sort of, like, just tell me, you know, and instead of ignoring me that whole night, I feel like that would have been much better. Anyways my heart breaks. I feel so embarrassed because this is the first guy that I ever really put myself out there for. So I know it's a small thing. Like, oh my God, I'm where you were ignored. And now you're like upset, but it was a big deal to me. Um, I go home the next morning. I'm like, he didn't care about me. I think it was all an illusion. It was all an illusion. He's not a good guy. He's a terrible person. I'm thinking all these horrible things. And all of a sudden, like, The party ended at 4 a.m. We all got home. And then around like 9 the next morning, I get a message from him. And I think, what does he possibly have to say to me? And it was just a message like, hey. It like led to a conversation where he was like, hey, I'm really sorry if I ignored you. I just like, you know, I I didn't mean to. I just didn't know how to behave. Blah, 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 blah. And then I'm thinking, maybe he's not that bad. After thinking all these horrible things about him, I'm like, maybe he's just, like, I don't know, confused and all these things. Well, that's where this lesson kind of comes from. I learned that day that he's not good for me. Like, we're just not a good fit. I need someone who can communicate with me because I'm such a bad communicator. Um, but what I realized was that that in no way means that he's a bad person. He's not good for me, but he's still a good guy for someone else. And I think that's lesson one. This happened last year. So this episode for sure is my way of saying goodbye to like that kind of, you know, mentality, those kind of like ideals. There is a Ewan out there for me. However, there's only one Ewan McGregor. Does that make sense? Like there is only one, like there's no copy of the original. Like you want someone who is just a real human being, not someone who you kind of fantasize about and make up all these ideals and all of these like lists that the person has to check off every single item on that list that just doesn't really work. I think the reason why I blame you and McGregor for me being so single is because I have, like, just like that, that ideal. I have unconsciously closed myself off to some really great guys, to some guys that aren't, like, athletic But they're so genuine, that aren't like, you know, that charismatic, but they're so gentle, that aren't that, you know, childish, but they're so curious about the world. And there's so many other qualities that they have that I just need to stop being such a little bitch about and just open myself up to people. So that's lesson one. I wish I could just be like, oh, men are trash. And that's why I'm single but it's just not true um i think that this is definitely a two part episode part 1 was you and mcgregor and the second part that will be coming up tomorrow is about how it's not just the guys that are the issue it is definitely me and my image of myself that has also caused me to close myself off, not just dating, but also friendships, other relationships, family relationships, to where I've just never thought I was good enough for people to like me for being me. And, you know, it's something that I've learned and something that I'm working on. And second part of this episode, we will dissect all the things that I think are wrong with me and why I just need to get over that because they're not there's nothing wrong with me. I'm just a normal being that needs to calm the fuck down and stop being so self deprecating. Anyways, that is episode one. You and McGregor, if you're listening, you're probably never gonna listen to this, but just know that I don't blame you anymore. okay. With that, that's the end of episode one.